Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Philly's Sedamio's James Seltzer. It is Monday, September the 13th, and we come off a incredibly disappointing weekend of Philly's baseball down at Citizens Bank Park. The Phillies drop. Two of three over the weekend, ultimately three of four to the Colorado Rockies at home. The Rockies came into the series with an 18-50 and 50 record on the road. And they handled the Phillies. And it, uh, you know, it's a bummer. It's a shame. I think it has officially put this season to bed, at least in my eyes. They are four and a half back of the Atlanta Braves. They are two and a half back in the wild card. Two and a half back, yes, of course, doesn't seem that far, but they are behind the Padres, the Reds, and the Cardinals. All for one game, two and a half back behind the Padres and the Reds, and uh, a half back of the Cardinals and the Mets. All of a sudden, just a half game back of the Phillies. The Phillies are four and a half back of the Braves. The Mets are five back. As the Mets have played much, much, much better baseball as of late. And uh, there's only 19 games to play. Four and a half back in the division with 19 to play. You know, it's just uh, obviously we know that the crazy things can happen. We were there in 2007 for seven back with 17 to play, which really, you know, never gets less crazy in hindsight when you're sitting here thinking about how many games are left and how far you're back. You think about that, it is just unreal like truly astounding but i don't think or expect that to happen this year this is not the same phillies team clearly and um you know certainly you lose three or four of the red sox at home uh that you have to have to uh compete um you, know, you just don't have it you just don't have it this year and it's frustrating and it's very frustrating in a lot of ways um look i, I think you know you listen to the show that i've been not expecting them to fight back or win this division but i, I had hoped that they would at least You'll go out swinging and and really kind of fight till the end. Maybe make that series against Atlanta at the end of the season mean something. And we're heading towards a spot where it won't. You know, they're they're playing horrible baseball. And again, it doesn't matter who's coming to town. You can't talk about oh, we got the Orioles and the Pirates and all these teams. When when you can't beat the Rockies at home again, the Rockies were eighteen and fifty on the road coming into this series. And they handled the Phillies. I mean, that Friday night game, 11-2, just an embarrassment. They were down 11-0. An embarrassment. And then come back when Saturday and then to blow it again on Sunday, you know, the, the Thursday loss we talked about, one of the worst losses, you know, 
one of many horrible losses this season, but certainly a gut punch loss with the Ian Kennedy loss there. And that stunk. But then to come back after that and just give you nothing, give you nothing. And I know they're beat up and this lineup's bad, but man, just a really disappointing way for this team to go out. You know, it's, it's yet another year of this team heading to September with a chance and playing their way out of a chance quickly in September. Yet again, year after year after year. That's where we're at right now. And it's incredibly frustrating. I mean, I'm more I'm more uh, wondering if they're going to finish over 500 than if they're going to make playoffs this year. They're 72 and 71 all of a sudden. They're one game above 500 again. We're right back where we've been. They're going to be a 500 team again. Again. After all this, after all we went through, in a year where you could have not asked for a better chance to make the playoffs, other than last year's sham of a year, which they missed out on too, but but that was a sham. But in a, a full season, like you, you really, you couldn't dream for a better scenario. I mean, you go through ready, just in a in the easiest possible way to explain how. Much of a chance the Phillies had this year. The Braves lead the division with 76 wins. Here are your other division leaders in baseball and the win totals. 76 for the Braves. The Tampa Bay Rays lead the AL East with 89 wins. Chicago White Sox, 82 wins. The Houston Astros, 83 wins. And again, the Braves at 76. The Milwaukee Brewers, 89 wins. The San Francisco Giants, 93 wins. Every other division winner in baseball has at least six more wins than the Braves, and most have seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve more. The Giants, the Giants have won 17 more games than the Braves. If the Giants were in the NL East, the Giants would be seven, 16 and a half games up on the Braves. If the Giants were in the NL East, a Phillies team that is four and a half back of the Braves, if the Giants were in the NL East, the Phillies would be 21 and a half games behind them. Gabe Kapler, San Francisco Giants. The Phillies are 21 and a half games worse than them this year. 21 and a half. It's astounding. And it's a shame, and it's such a waste. It's such a waste of a year. It's such a waste of Bryce Harper. And what a year this guy has had. What a massive MVP year he has had. He's been the best hitter in baseball, and it's just frittered away. Honestly, that's one of the biggest tragedies of this season to me is is that Bryce Harper gives you this just unbelievable season. Unbelievable. Like, Truly, he is batting 307 with a 421 on base and a 611 slugging. He has a 1032 OPS with 32 home runs. And he's not going to play in the playoffs. He has a 1032 OPS. That's asinine. That's silly. It's the best in baseball. Poor guy. If I do, I feel for Bryce Harper right now. I feel for him. What a disappointment this year has been for that guy. All that guy did is go out night in, night out without anyone around him helping and has been dominant. Again, has been the best hitter in the sport. 
and his season's going to be over a couple weeks. And it's a true shame. It really is. And this team has really frittered away an opportunity this year. You don't get opportunities like this all the time where you're just path to the playoffs is anywhere from six to 22 games easier than if you're in another division. Think about that. And the Phillies still couldn't capitalize. It's so frustrating. It's just this team is so frustrating. And obviously it's, you know, the compounding years of it. It's we're a decade now without the playoffs and you know, the lack of drafting and development, the lack of young talent to grab onto, the lack of of an exciting future to believe in. And and you know, this is a big offseason coming up. We'll obviously talk about more as it gets closer. But you know, Dave Dombrowski making some big changes in the front office with the assistant general managers and the draft uh, scouting stuff and all that and, and needs to make big-time replacements to kind of reset this franchise on a different path, get everyone firing on the same page, firing in the same direction, on the same cylinder, so to speak. And it's a big, big offseason. And obviously from a roster perspective, it is too in the sense that, you know, how many more years can Bryce Harper play like this and not want to leave if we don't help him out? Um, so you got a big, big one there, obviously, um, in kind of shaping this team for the next few years, but, but even more important, just shaping this organization, this franchise moving forward again, you know, not to overstate it because we've talked about it a lot, but this is going to be 10 years without the playoffs, 10 years for a team that, you know, went on a run that was a, a five-year dominant run where, you know, they were one of the best teams in baseball to go from that to 10 years without the playoffs is, is jarring. It's tough. 10 years without a winning record. You know, we'll see if they can at least cross that threshold this year. It's uh, it's frustrating. It's a frustrating year, and it's uh, frustrating that it's, you know, Groundhog Day with the Phillies. Yet again, we're back where we were 72 and 71, 19 games left, four and a half back. It just, it's, it's too bad. It's too bad. You know, and, and they really need to make some changes. I mean, this is going on for far too long. You know, they have to figure something out here. They have to. So let's look back at the weekend, and then we'll look ahead some more and, and kind of play this thing out as uh, Friday night, just embarrassment. After losing 4-3 to three on Thursday, that disastrous Ian Kennedy blowing it loss, which just was a horrible, horrible loss and, and really a gut punch loss down to your final strike and you have a two-run homer, um, and then have a chance and, and to tie it back up and can't do it and all that. And then to come out on on. Friday, and uh, I know it's a, a bullpen game, but to just get your doors blown off is so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. The Phillies lose eleven to two. They were down eleven to nothing. Eleven to nothing. Coonrod pitches a clean first inning, then it, then it, bad. Bailey Falter only gets one out, gives up three runs. Cam Bedrosian pitched pretty well, came in and cleaned up there. Matt Moore pitched okay, gave up one earned run, one unearned run, but then Ramon Rosso gives up two, and Yel De Los Santos, who had sent down after the game, uh, uh, gave up three. 11 nothing, any in the ninth. Phillies had a couple in the ninth. The DD Homer, they do the stupid Homer hat in the ninth when you're down 11 nothing, which was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. And just get throttled here. You know, just an embarrassing performance in this spot after you lose the way you did on Thursday night with the season hanging in the balance, knowing, knowing you're facing a team you have to be at home to be able to do anything, to to take advantage of this scheduling advantage you have. Again, now four and a half with 19 to play, I mean, you just think about that. Just think about that. Think about what the Phillies have to do and what the Braves have to do. And and again, the, the wild card, they're two and a half back, but you have to 
leapfrog three teams, which is just as tough. But but just four and a half back with nineteen to play. I mean, you know, the Braves essentially would have to go. You know, let's say they they'd have to go if if they went eight and nine. That means the Phillies can only lose four games the rest of the way. It means the Phillies would have to play fifteen and four baseball, and that's for the Braves to go like five hundred the rest of the way. So that's the that's the position they've put themselves in. You know they're cooked. That's the problem. They're they're in really bad shape. But um, this weekend really really was the kind of the nail in the coffin, and a really frustrating nail. They come back on Saturday after that just embarrassment of a showing on Friday. Come back on Saturday, get a nice win, six to one. They show up a little bit. Um, they get some runs for Wheeler. Wheeler pitches really well, six innings, one earned, eight strikeouts, six and two thirds innings. Bullpen comes in, shuts it down. You get a uh, uh, Segura homer early. They score some runs early. A bases loaded walk. It's a run up. Bunt double from Herrera. Bases loaded kind of just shoots one down the third baseline. The shift is there. It just keeps going. Scores a couple. Double. That was fun. And, uh, you know, Harper homers later, Miller homers, and they shut it down. You know, and it was a, a win. They won one. It was nice. You know, it was like, okay. And they had this Sunday, and you're still like, this is, you know, they're, they're cooked anyway. But, but who knows? They could win on Sunday, and the Braves lose. Maybe we're. You know, getting a little better, and it went the other way. Phillies lost, Braves won. It's over essentially. Nola, you know, he wasn't like horrible, but just not good enough yet again. He does have ten strikeouts, but five and a third, three earned runs, just um, just not good enough. And uh, granted, you know, um, just not good enough. Not good enough. Phillies got out to a lead too. They they go up two nothing, uh, running the first, run the fourth, and uh, and then that homer. And it was crushing, just a crushing homer from Nolan. And it ended up being the difference. Essentially, the Phillies would tie it up, but then another Garrett Hampson homer in the seventh off of uh, off of Hector Neris, which is a shame because Hector, Hector had been so, 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 so good lately and um, finally falters, and it was in a big spot. The Phillies would score uh, another in the eighth, another Bryce Harper home run. All this guy does is just be awesome. Um, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough as the Phillies were shut down. Um, five to four, and a uh, a tough one, a tough weekend, tough weekend. Losing two or three, three or four in total to the Rockies. Hard to get up for the Cubs coming to town. You get the the you know you got winnable games. It just doesn't feel like it's gonna matter. And you get the the Orioles and Pirates. So you got some games you can win, but it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of action left. And you got to go to New York still this weekend, and the Mets are playing great baseball, way better than the Phillies. So you know that. Could end it. It just feels like there are so many opportunities for this season to kind of peter out, and that's where we're headed to. And it, again, it is a shame. It really is because um, at times this year, at times, even though this team in the end has been a slightly above or 500 team, that's kind of been their identity. We know they keep winning, keep losing, keep finding a way back to it. No matter you know, five games, six games over 500, they always find their way back to the mean, regression to the mean, as they say, literally, right? Um, you know, they keep finding their way back there and, and obviously sitting at 72 and 71 now. And I think the shame of it, though, is that even though they, they, they've been that team really consistently, you know, evidence says they're that team. For some reason this year, based on the group of guys, based on Harper season, based on, you know, winning eight in a row for the first time since 2011, based on a couple of these streaks, based on how bad the division has been and the injuries in the division and, and things just seeming to break in a way that, that was advantageous for the Phillies. It just felt of all the years recently of the, the 
you know, now to be four straight collapse years, you know, 2018, 19, 20, 21, these kind of four year window that they've been a part of Harper's here since 19, you know, that this group really over the last few years, this one felt the most real at times, you know, this year was the first time I really thought they were going to be a playoff team. You know, I've thought going into a season, they might with preseason excitement or this or that or whatever, but, but as the season has progressed, you know, you've, you've kind of known. And this year we did too, but, but there were enough glimpses, enough moments, enough reasons for hope that, that, that got me to believe at times, as you know, as you've listened to the show, like there were times where I'm like, you know, this is a playoff team. They're going to make the playoffs. Let's, let's see some playoff baseball. This is the year the drought ends and just to see them keep coming crashing back to, to mediocrity over and over and over again is incredibly frustrating and it's disappointing. You know, it, it really does suck the energy out of you as a, as a Phillies fan because, you know, it's just same old. It just feels so familiar. It feels so familiar. You know, just we're here again in this spot with this team just finding ways to break our heart. And again, like where the opportunity was so great this year, you don't get that many chances when your division is light years the worst in baseball. You know, it's a it's a special opportunity to have, you know, to be in a division where this division is so much worse than the rest of baseball that you, that you have a real opportunity to make the playoffs as a middling 500 team all year, you know, and, and you still couldn't capitalize. The Braves lost their best player, lost their third best hitter, their first and third best hitters, essentially. And you still couldn't catch them. You still couldn't make it happen. And it's just, it's frustrating. Year after year after year after year, it gets more and more frustrating. And it's it's just tough to, it's tough to, to be invested in this team because year after year, they, they pummel you down and they, they bring you back. And it is, um, it's a shame. It's a shame because, um, you know, again, this year at times really felt special. And, and for other reasons too, I mean, the year, Zach Wheeler's having, obviously, to waste that year. He, he won't win the Cy Young, but he's a top-five Cy Young guy that's wasted. And, and again, more so, the Harp, ten, you know, Harper's 1032 OPS. I mean, we're wasting that year. It's such a tragedy. I mean, this guy is having an all-time great Philly season, one of the best we've seen, one of the best of my lifetime, the best season by a Phillies hitter since Ryan Howard. You know, maybe Utley or Rollins in 07, but even then you could argue Harper's been better, certainly, than Rollins. I mean, and he won the MVP. You know, it's just, it is one of those truly special seasons that is going to fall by the wayside. And that is, it really is a shame. It is. It's it's one of the biggest shames of this season in my mind. And, um, you know, it really felt special at times this year, and and it's going to end with a whimper, and that's a shame. And again, this offseason is massive. We'll talk about it more as it gets closer. But Dave Dombrowski has so much work to do on so many levels from an organizational remake perspective and then, of course, fixing the roster. He's got to allow his play. He's got to want to keep Bryce Harper here from roster perspective. Find ways to make this roster better, make Bryce Harper happy. I mean, there's so much. So a <sighs> lot to do. We'll get into it all. All right, a couple other things uh, just to mention before we get out of here. Uh, a couple roster moves. Travis Jankowski to the IL. I would guess his season is done. Mickey Moniak, Medina back up. Um, Matt Joyce back. I, I figured he was just cooked. And, um, but I think the biggest move of the roster moves of the weekend, Vinny Velasquez, D-F-A-D. Goodbye, sir. I like Vinny as a person. He uh, carried himself well. 
I thought uh, he was always honest and stood up his locker and, and took his questions and took the heat. And, you know, he said some dumb things this year at times, but for the most part, I think a good guy. But thank goodness. All right. Yeah, this the Vinny Velasquez just being on this team is a symbol of this era, of this this mediocrity, this inability to get to where we want to be, this this September collapses. He's just the, the one of the poster childs of it. And we know that because they keep bringing him back and they keep like, Vinny, 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 well, he's back again. Like, we, we know. We've, we've been through it. He's part of it. He's a phase of it. It's time to move on. I hope they don't bring him back. Obviously, DFA is a good sign they won't. But, um, you know, thank goodness it's the end of that era. And, and again, I think you know, we need more of that. We need this offseason to kind of turn the page because this team – is stuck in this this never-ending loop, it seems, of of mediocrity, of an inability to take that next step to really be a true contender, to be a team that wins consistently, to be a team that fights in September, that you know really plays till the end of September, that is in it till the end of September. You know, this is a team that has shown that they can't do that yet, and you know, this offseason they have to figure out what it's going to take to do that. And again, that's what I was talking about. Dombrowski, I mean, the most important thing he has to do is, is reshaping this organization, worrying about drafting and developing, setting this franchise up for the long term, um, and having an organization where everyone's on the same page, everyone's firing in the same direction. Like, that is A number one, first and foremost, but he's got a lot to do with the roster, too. You know, and they're in a precarious spot with certain things, like DD back for another year at 14 mil is, is a tough spot. You know, that's... You know, sunk cost almost, but what do you do? Do you just roll him out at shortstop next year? I mean, that's not a winning strategy. JT, you know, he's not going anywhere, but a really rough year. You need that guy to bounce back. And then they have to, you know, with McCutcheon coming off the books and, and a few other guys, they're going to have to find ways to fill those holes and really add to this team and maybe go over the luxury tax and really commit to this group to make Harper happy, to make Wheeler happy, to make these guys who are here and signed here happy um, and to really give them a chance to compete. It's going to be a fascinating, fascinating offseason from so many perspectives. And, and Dave Dombrowski really at the center of it. And really, Dombrowski's first offseason as a Phillies general manager, I mean, he came in December last year. He had no time. He came in and kind of slapped it together. This is the first time he's had real time to see what's happening in the organization, make decisions, move forward. So it's it's going to be fascinating. It is going to be so interesting. We have to hope that Dombrowski has the right plan in mind and, and is going to take us down the right road. But it is going to be fascinating double barrel offseason with the organization itself and then the, the roster for for for. 2022 essentially you know it's going to be a really fascinating double barrel not rebuild but reload or whatever you want to call it here um it's going to be fascinating it's going to be fascinating again because this team you know can't keep doing this you can only blow it in september so many times right you can only keep doing the the you know the whole insanity thing you can only definition of insanity keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different result well that's what the Phillies team has been the last years same thing over and over again but expect a different result and look Girardi I mean I would move on I would find a new manager someone younger someone more invested someone who can kind of grow someone like Gabe Kapler yes um who you know wouldn't work here I guess but he's been amazing out there and you know they have an amazing front office and all that and they're all firing on the same page important um, but I don't think they will move on from Girardi. But but in general, there's just a lot of change that needs to happen. It's going to be a fascinating, fascinating, fascinating offseason for the Phils and a lot that needs to happen. Um, it's really going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be interesting to pay attention to. And, you know, we just hope that they do the right right things, right moves. Come on, Dave. It's on you, buddy. Big one. Still, though, a few more weeks left in the season. We have to get through uh, 19 games left to play, so essentially three weeks left in the season. Off today, so... Get a little breather from the Phils today. I needed one, I think, back at it tomorrow at home against the Cubbies. 
then three in New York against the Mets, then the seven-game gauntlet. And I mentioned four Orioles and Pirates at home, you know. Maybe they win seven straight there and give us one last push, right? They probably will. And then they'll lose three in Atlanta. But then it's the three in Atlanta, then three in Miami to close it out. Maybe the one saving grace of them kind of falling out of it is we won't have to approach that Miami series at the end of the season needing to win games because we knew they wouldn't, right? They're just saving us the pain of losing to the Marlins at the end of the season, right? That's what this is. That's what this is. Ah, oh, We're so beaten down. It's so sad. All right, so uh, off day today, needed. Look, Philly can revel in the Eagles today. Well-deserved. The Eagles were amazing yesterday, and um, we needed that. As, as Phillies fans, you know, assuming you're 4-4 like I am, we needed something to latch on to. Maybe the Phillies can give us a little fun over the last few. Maybe just be a over 500 team, that'd be a, a cool step forward, I suppose. Um, so we'll see. Um, Cubs come to town tomorrow, three-game series before New York this weekend. Gibby on the hill tomorrow night, Suarez on Wednesday, and then a bullpen game on Thursday. So it should be a lot of fun. We'll, we'll look more at that th- series tomorrow as we you know, get prepared for the final three weeks of the season, finish this out, and uh, and see where they go from here. A lot of questions to be answered. It's going to be a fascinating, fascinating offseason, and We'll see how these 19 games go to finish it out. Uh, enjoy the off night. They can't make you mad tonight. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk about it all. So until tomorrow, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.